to get a shot away down low, and it's going to run out of time. So a scoreless third period. And the Ottawa Senators prevail in this opening of eight preseason tilts with a 3-2 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Joe Bowen sums it up at the end of the hockey game. 3-2 Ottawa wins. Welcome to the post-game show. Leafs game night. Jim Taddy, Frank Corrado, and Jimmy Ralph with you. And obviously it's preseason hockey. You don't want to overanalyze. But, Ralphie, what jumps off the page for you? Uh, not a whole lot, to be honest. I mean, it, it, it looked like the first preseason game. Where, uh, you know, I, I think Joe and I talked about it during the broadcast. The first 40 minutes, there were so many penalties. There didn't seem to be a lot of flow. Um, you know, a lot of guys, if you're not the penalty killer of the power play, you're not getting much ice time. So, it, um, you know, Anton Forsberg, I think, is, uh, I've always liked him. And I know I thought, thought it was a, a devastating injury to the Senators last year when they lost him for 30 or so games. Um, he's, he's somebody that I actually enjoyed watching. I thought the kids did pretty well in the, uh, the Leaf net as well. Um, you know, Keith Petrozelli, welcome to the preseason. You know, what, um, 24, 25 shots in the opening period will we'll get you warmed up. But uh, for the most part, I thought, uh, you know, the third period was we finally got to see some five-on-five play, and there wasn't a lot generated. Ralphie, let's not bury the lead. Everyone's been talking about Willie Nylander for various reasons, whether it's the contract, but now first day of training camp, they come out, they they say they're going to give him a run at center ice. I feel like everyone's had a take on it. Everyone's had their opin- opinion on it. We get to see it tonight, first game, or this afternoon, first game, Willie at center. What do you think about Willie playing center? Well, I, I mean, I think part of it is, is Frankie, that we, we are all, always looking for storylines and something coming out of training camp and... and I, I probably don't have to say it to you guys, but you remember what happened last year. Yeah, exa- well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember one yeah. thing, Ralphie. I yeah. remember one thing at training camp, and it actually involves Willie. And Willie had a last year great preseason, and every I, I I think a lot of people were saying, "Well, do it in the regular season. We'll we'll see if he because he loves preseason. This is Willie's time to shine." Well, he had the great preseason. He scored 40 goals. He had a career-high 87 points, and now he's playing center this year. Yeah, and he played pretty well in the playoffs, too. Like he was arguably their top forward in the postseason as well. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how it affects John Tavares. I mean, is, does Tavares stay at center? Do you eventually move him to the wing? Is David Camp your, your fourth or third-line center? Um, there's going to be a lot that plays out, but um, I, I still believe. I mean, I think you love having strength down the middle, but... Um, you know, I think so much of it is going to be is, is finding those right combinations that work for you. And uh, it, it could be one of those things. I know Sheldon Keefe has said this isn't, uh, you know, we want to give it more time than just training camp or just the first few regular season games. So I think though they might give it a, a look for a month, but um, I think the interesting side story is going to be w- w- how does that affect John Tavares? Ice time-wise, position-wise, you know, do they move him to the wing like they did at times with Ryan O'Reilly last year? Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of side stories that are, are going to be spillovers from Willie Nylander playing center. So the one thing that's not going to change is we're constantly going to look for things that make this picture brighter. And, and so I don't know if it's Nylander playing center. I don't know if it's uh, Steve's getting a goal or Herbenen looking good out there today or Klingberg being the, 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 you know, the, the quarterback in the power play, which you'll probably see tomorrow night. I mean, what, of all the kids that played tonight, uh, what caught your attention or, or did anybody? Um, you know, I, I thought Steve's had some moments. I mean, I think he only played two or three games in the regular season last year. Uh, I thought there were moments handling the puck that he, he looked pretty solid. 
Um, but uh, but again, difficult. Uh, you, you know, we're we're judging most of the first two periods on power plays or penalty killing, and um, you know, yeah, Steve's would probably be the one. And, and I like the little toe drag too. I mean that that seems to be the goal of the NHL right now, doesn't it, Frankie? That that in order to get pucks through and use defenders as screens, you've got to have that that Austin Matthews toe drag change the angle and snap it. And and we saw that uh, Brady Kachuk's um, was similar to that as well. So. Yeah, it, um, even Stutzla. You know, the, oh, Stutzla's yeah, well, Stutzla's goal. Stutzla well, was, uh, Kachuk, Kachuk was in tight, and he did the little curl move to to put it in the back of the net, but Stutzla, same thing. And Ralph, I think well, it's, even it's Connor, to, Yeah, and Connor Timmins as well, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, it, it just seems like with, with a lot of these guys, the way players are blocking shots now, they're not running out at you anymore because you know what happens? You, you start running out at guys, it's a quick little head fake. Everyone's got good boots. Everyone's pretty evasive now. So it's almost like if you're blocking shots, you're playing goalie. So now you've you got to have a little lateral movement in your shot if you want to get it through. Um, and Steve's is one of those guys like – Every year, players need to take another step and, and kind of move forward in the organization and earn promotions. Steve's is one of those guys, and we talked about it during the intermission. Bobby McMahon, injured, not going to be available to, to try and make that push. I wonder about another player that we saw. We didn't see him today, but we saw him at times last year really thrive, and we saw him at times last year maybe not look as comfortable, and it's Pontus Holmberg. Yes. And it kind of comes back to the Willie center ice thing because if Willie's going to be your third-line center, that would indicate to me that they don't think Holmberg can play in the NHL this year because they absolutely want David Camp on the fourth line. But if Holmberg, when he gets in at some point, if he shows he can play and take a step – Maybe that elevates camp. Like they feel more comfortable putting camp on the third line, and Willie's a winger. Like I think that's another storyline that needs to play out here in the preseason. Yeah, or or maybe you get to the point where Tavares moves to the wing to play with Willie. You know, if um, you know if you're going to go that route. But but uh, I agree with you. I thought Holmberg was very impressive, uh, especially when he first came up. And I recall, uh, if I'm not wrong, a game in New Jersey where the Leafs uh, might have been the game where the Devils had a bunch of goals called back. Um, but Holmberg scored, I believe it was his first NHL goal in that game, when you started to see a little more than just the defensive responsibility. So um, I'm with you. He, he doesn't really seem to get a lot of notice so far as being you know, on, on the bubble of trying to make this team, but, but I'm with you, Frankie. I think a lot, uh, again, there's another side story on, on what happens with Willie Nylander and John Tavares. And, um, you know, are, are you looking for a winger? Are you looking for another centerman to fill in? Ralphie, thanks for hanging around. We'll check in with you uh, later in the week. All right. Thanks, boys. Okay. So Ottawa wins at 3-2 over the Leafs. Game one of the preseason schedule. We'll come back and wrap it up further on Leafs game night at TSN 1050, the iHeartRadio app, and the Leafs radio network. TSN's player of the game. Okay. So let's go through this, uh, Frankie C. We'll do one from each team. Uh, lead it off. Who was your best Ottawa senator? All right, Jimmy, for me, it's Jake Sanderson, and he was probably the best player in the game flat out. Uh, for, for the young defenseman in Ottawa, he had a great first season. And, you know, there's times when young players get into that second year and everyone's kind of figured them out in the league. He's going to try and avoid that this year. But I thought he was up in the rush. He was great defensively, um, just controlled the game for me. Um, and then when I go to the Leafs, I, you know what? It's Willie Nylander, and he should be because he's he's – one of the best players on the ice. Um, I, I thought for Toronto, there were some honorable mentions. I thought Hervinen had a, had a strong game, very noticeable. Alex Steves as well. Uh, but Willie Nylander, 
We talked about it with Ralphie, how last season, you know, he came off a playoff performance that was good and then starts in the preseason and has a great start to the preseason, goes on to have a career year. And with him, contract year, everything that's surrounding him playing center, I think that kind of momentum just carries him forward. Uh, so he, he had a nice start to his preseason this season. Okay, I'm going to go with Stutzler for Ottawa. I just think this guy's an absolute game-breaker. Uh, you can't give him any room to shoot because he'll bury it. He had two goals tonight. And going to go with Nylander again for the Leafs just because uh, this is a really intriguing story. If he continues to play at center, um, that's another layer in, in a key position for the Leafs. Uh, and even if he doesn't, I mean, he, you could just see that in this game tonight he was all over the place in terms of being noticed and He's just a key contributor. You almost want to divorce yourself from the contract talks because that's going to get in the way of a good season, and the price goes up. I mean, this is something you worry about next summer, in my opinion. This could be a a key move, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah, and listen, you always watch the season and see how things play out when, when it comes to these things. Like, we don't need to get into the specifics of what Willie's asking for, what the team is asking for, all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, there's going to be numbers that he puts up that are going to be comparable with contracts that are signed. And, you know, if he wants to swing for the stars and, and get as much money as he possibly can, that's his right as an unrestricted free agent pending at the end of the season. Uh, but listen, the, the Leafs have bigger things to take care of. Not to say that Willie's not a, a hot button issue for them. They want to go far in the playoffs this year. They got that taste of the first-round victory, and I, I think the way things ended against Florida last year let, let, left a bad taste um, in a lot of people's mouths after what was a, a pretty joyous occasion in beating the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's first and foremost with this team. Jimmy, as far as players that I thought maybe uh, were good in spurts tonight and, and maybe you know left a little bit out there to be desired i thought max domi really picked up his game after the first period like we talked about we got to see him a little more engaged in the offensive zone and um you know for him he plays 20 minutes tonight but as the game went on i thought he got better and better connor timmons left this game at one point i know he picks up two assists but there's still a little bit of that um erratic play with the puck that i would love to see him kind of shore up but um you know he'll have more time to get his feet under him as well and he's one of those guys Jimmy, you know, last year, basically from February onward, he didn't play at all. He was essentially sent to Leafs practice rink to do skill development days every single day. So, you know, for a guy like that, it's a tough situation just not having that regularity playing games. So, you know, as this camp goes on, hopefully he can find it a little bit more as well. Um, You know, and, and then just some of the younger players, everyone's just kind of vying for their spot within the organization because if injuries happen, who's going to be the first guy called up on the back end? Is it going to be a guy like Max Lajoie? Will it be a guy like yeah. William Lagason who's played um, with with the Edmonton Oilers? So everyone's kind of jockeying for some position, and uh, some players had a good performance today, and, and some players will look to keep elevating as camp goes on. Yeah, totally agree with that. And, and for me, um, you know, I always look for, ad- I call it additives, uh, players that, that uh, sort of make a name for themselves in training camp and and even if they don't make the team at some point you're going to see them and and i don't know where you are on, on ronnie herbenin but he was industrious tonight I, I don't know that he has the finish that they need but uh, he looked like he could make a contribution what do you think 
Yeah, I, I see him as this kind of player. Like He's obviously not the biggest guy, but he's got a good motor to him, and it seems like he hounds pucks pretty well. So for him, he's, he's 5'10", he's 178 pounds. He's still a young kid. He's only 21 years old. Um, but, you know, like a 59th overall pick back in 2020, a second rounder. So when you're drafted that high... Like there's some expectations that you're going to be able to play and contribute with the team at some point. And, you know, we see it oftentimes where a player gets called up and you don't necessarily get thrust into the the spot in the lineup where you might be most suited. So maybe if, if you're a smaller player like that, skilled guy, you're thinking it's a top six opportunity. He might not get that opportunity at first, but when you, you have the wheels that he has, when you kind of pursue the puck that, that the way that he does, then you can start your way lower in the lineup, bring some energy to the team, and, and then work your way in that way. So I, I think he has the opportunity and the capability to do that. I thought he, you know, especially early on in the first period, he had a nice play on the power play. It was, it was one of the Leafs' best chances in the first period outside of that Nylander and Morgan Riley crisscross one-timer. Um, so a, a really good start for him. And, you know, I, I've seen this happen, Jimmy, where – you go into a preseason schedule, and the coaches, the GM, they kind of have a little bit of a, a, a schedule as far as who's going to play what game. So Leafs have eight preseason games. Maybe they're going to give most guys four games. A guy like that with a performance like he had tonight, he might make them go into that office, get up on the whiteboard, and be like, how can we get this guy in one more game? Just just for, for a number of reasons. To see what he has, to see if, you know, once we get him in with some better players and maybe slot him lower in the lineup, like how does he react to that? You just want to see a little bit more. He might be one of those candidates that maybe gets one extra game than he was initially scheduled for. There's no, no doubt about it. The Leafs cranked it up after the first period. They were outshot 24-7 in that first period and outshot Ottawa 38 the rest of the way. Here's Coach, uh, Coach Keith post-game talking about the turnaround from the first to second period. I like that they just stayed with it. You know, it was an opportunity to take a breath between periods. I recognize where we were going wrong in that first. I thought we got off to an excellent start. Uh, I think we had the first five shots of the game. Uh, it's open the game with a good penalty kill early, a uh, good power play, got some good momentum for us. Uh, we took a couple penalties in a row there, kind of the midway point of the period, and and their best people really got rolling there. Uh, and then their rest of their team fed off that. But coming in between periods, it gave us a chance to regroup, and we wanted to get back on the attack uh, like we started the first and just build with it, and the guys really did a nice job. Game one, was there anything special that you saw or disappointed you? No, uh, certainly wasn't disappointed in anything. You know, uh, really liked our second, third periods. I thought we had some really strong efforts. Guys really worked hard here today. You know, this is this is day four in a row coming out of a very difficult camp, uh, and the guys really worked, which was good. Looks like we got to the game uh, healthy, as far as I know. Uh, so that's really important. I thought we had some really good efforts from from a lot of different guys. Yeah, it'll be it'll be twenty different guys tomorrow. Yeah. Moment of the game. Well, that's going to be the Alex Steves goal. It happens at seventeen fifty of the second period, just as a penalty uh, situation for Ottawa was expiring. The Leafs stumbled through a five-on-three, and as the penalty box clears, Steves gets his goal. Leafs have it again. Steves back to Timmins, near side, reach back to the point. Steve trying to get a shot, scores! Over the glove of goaltender Anton Forsberg. And the former Fighting Irish 
forward has tied the game at two. I think yeah, Jimmy, two, for football tickets are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, two good seasons for Alex Steve so far as he starts his professional career. Two years ago with the Marlies, 46 points in 58 games. He had 23 goals that year. Last year followed it up, did even better, 51 points. And he's a guy looking to make that next step, make the jump. And you're always looking to leave an impression at training camp. So if it's a guy like Hervinen, you and I are talking about him because we noticed his motor, his engine, um, his ability to hound pucks, um, and his speed. For a guy like Steve's, you score a goal like that, you play a game the way he does, where he does play a little bit of a more robust kind of game. And similar to how we're talking about Hervin and a guy you can play up and down the lineup, Alex Steve's would constitute that kind of player as well. And at 23 years old, he's kind of getting to that age where you can almost phase yourself out of the American Hockey League and, and, and make the jump to the NHL. Uh, so a really good first step for him. Um, and, and it's nice to show off that skill because, listen, I played in the American Hockey League a long time. It's not exactly an easy league to, to, to get a lot of points. And for him, knocking on the door to a point per game two years in a row, there certainly is some offense there. And if he can find a way to be an everyday player on this team in the NHL, maybe there's an opportunity to, to fill that void as far as depth scoring goes lower in the lineup. So a good start for Alex Steves and a nice goal, nice display of skill. Yeah, just a quick thought. I mean, there is room for somebody to, to crash this roster, isn't there? For sure. And you know what? Like, I look at the roster, and, and Ryan Reeves is probably going to play. Like, he's here for three years. He's going to be that fourth line right winger. Uh, but as far as, you know, there's, there's like an interchangeable part there on the fourth line, whether it's on the left wing, even on the third line, there, there's going to be opportunities for players who. Um, especially players that don't make as much money, Jimmy, because as you know, there still needs to be a move yeah. that happens for the Leafs that makes them cap compliant. So we'll see how things shake out, obviously, but it, it's a very encouraging first preseason game for Alex Steves. And, you know, next game we'll get to see 20 different players, as Sheldon Keefe alluded to in his post-game press conference. Our next coverage is Friday night live from Montreal as the Habs and Leafs square off in the first of two. Thanks for joining us on Leafs Game Night at TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network.